0: Lita Johnson here to talk about the Sixers. Summer League. I just want to put my impressions but I really think about the Sixers. This is a quick for the Sixers fix for everybody and a little bit in the league. Boogie Cousins with the Lakers. Rondo with the Lakers. Danny Green. The Lakers got a nice squad. Listen, I think people forget about it's always one player to build around. It's always one player you got to build around. And that one player is LeBron, and you bring AD, you got two players. You don't, you never had to have, remember it was Jordan and Pippen, you know. You already had to have a running mate first. Now everybody, ever since the, the really, LeBron did make the super teams famous. So with those super teams being famous, I have to tell you something. I mean, that's what made three people or more even bigger. And then the, the the Warriors went up on up to Andy with the Boogie Cousins. It just got crazy. Now everything balanced out because everybody back to two. And then you go, nobody really focused on the three. The third guy's always developing to see what he can do as a third star. It just kind of evened out. wasn't no superpowers, you know. As long as Durant was with those three, it was like oh god, you know. And then Boogie, oh my goodness. I mean, now it's different. Now both Boogie and Durant gone. You, you still got the original three that started out the Warriors. So they're going to be competing for the championship, and like they won't. You know what I'm saying? So, they still got Russell. People forget a type of player that he is. And um, the Summer League Sixers, I knew this was going. I didn't call it, but they just got too much talent. Zaire Smith and, and you got Tybu, who don't even have to score. He's just developing his scoring touch. I think he can be better than Kawhi. You can say what you want. I'm talking about potential ceiling-wise, because he has a shot that's already halfway decent. He's not afraid to shoot that. I mean, last year he shot... 36 37% from three. You know what I mean? So he, he has a three point shot. It's not perfected, but he has one. Then you're talking about he can drive, he's athletic, he hit that mid range game. He never really focuses on it. Look at his whole career. I mean, he mostly scored like 11 12 points or 10 11 points a game, like back to back seasons, double field. I mean, he just not really focused on it. But if you get around a, a coach that wants you to bring that out of you, like with Kawhi, Popovich brought it out of him. Same thing that happened with Taibu. Now, I want to talk even more about Zion Smith. One of i mean, I know you see his, his alley oops, out—that's points. He's not going. We're not talking about star, your starter potential, which he's already shown. He can five assists that he can pass. Like, let's not think about. You ain't talking about ten points. Ever talked three alley oops? Let's talk about this man is a playmaker. He's an all-around talent. When are we going to get this? He's super athletic, super cat quick, just dumps quick, jump out the. I mean, he's really dangerous, but he's not starting. That's what makes it dangerous. Him and Tybo, Tybo had three assists. He's effect, he was affecting the defensive game automatically, instantly. I mean, this, this way, defensively, I think he's going to be a very big joy to watch, and he can turn into something special. I think he can be a 17, 8 rebound, 3 steal, 2 block dude. I really think he's that type of player. He just has that special ability. But right now, that's not what you're thinking about. Think about your bench. What do you have? You got two two-way athletic players that can sh- that can shoot the three ball. We ain't talking about sharpshooters, guys who can score the ball and can shoot a th- the three ball. If you hit 30% of them and you're shooting about one a game, guess what? You're going to have to – you can't just leave him out there by himself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Eventually, he's going to tear you up. But these two guys have the potential to hit like 35%, both of them this year. In this type of offense. Or Nelville Pell is showing why that two-way contract exists. You better watch out. It's the reason why I the, the uh, Sixers didn't go for another big man besides Kyle Quinn. You know, you got a guy that can play the four and the five, but Norville Pell with his defense, bring him in. That defense, that that second unit can have a deep with Nelville Pell. Zia Smith and Boy, that's a good second-tier defense. Now, Shia just showed he can score. <laughs> They're going to start respecting Mario Chayot. Man, listen, he's going to in the G League this year. He's not going to get no time. But best believe, I think the Sixers did it again, drafting good, got them a good second-round pick. This dude, can, he can score. I think he's going to be a big-time scorer in the G League. Bring up Shake Milton. Shake Milton is a distributor. He can be patient. He don't have to score. He showed a lot in that game getting other people involved. That's your second point guard. Neto is a good one-year guy to give him some veteran talk, leadership to be around this guy, learn, whatever you can do. Shake is ready to get down. He's our Terry Rozier, the guy that came out the G League and was drafted. Milton was a first-round talent, mid-first-round talent. All of a sudden, boom. So that's big to see out of those guys. Guys I named there. Shia, because he's showing what he's going to, you know, that's something there. It's something there, man. People better, I mean, what are we going to do? I mean, I guess the years go by, he will develop. It's something there. Um, Norville Pell was a good two way sign. He just, when you saw your defensive presence and you your athletic, you can get the alley oops and get the rebounds. I really think that's a good sign. Jonah Bolden, yeah. I mean, seriously. It's really going to be a good bench because the athletic, I mean, this is a bench. And if you see these guys running and athletic, you got to be happy about that. We're not going to call them the best bench in the league, but they're going to be problems, period. Zia Smith was here last year. You saw the talent, and he's still developing. Ty, Ty Bull showed the defense everybody talked about. Norville Pell, look how this guy's running. You know what I'm saying? So those three just alone coming off the bench, This shake Milton. That's four guys coming off your bench. Besides Neto, Mike Scott, James Ennis, Kyle O'Quinn. We ain't talking about the vets. We talking about the young bucks, the steady getting seasoning. You know, Zaire Smith and Shake Milton have a pro league time where they developed in the pro game. Like this is it's something to look at. Something big to look at is the Sixers and what they're doing and what they can do. And um, this is this is gonna Kawhi and Paul George. Another surprise. D'Angelo Russell traded. Surprise. To a boy is so I thought it was he was somehow running up with the Wolves the way they was talking. This has been the best free agency I think I've ever been a part of. This is the best free agency since when Shaq, when those hundred, uh, when Alonzo Mourning and Jawan Howard and Shaq was getting a hundred million dollar when, when the hundred million dollar contract was first popping off and going around. That was exciting. I mean, it was contracts. Y'all think people now getting contracts? Jim McElveen. Everybody talking about why he getting his money. People was getting paid. This that was the start. That was it. When 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 uh, Jermaine Howard, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was Jawan Howard that got the first $100 million contract. And then, you know, Morning started getting his, and then Shaq got the highest. And then, you know, I remember Kevin Garnett got his. I mean, that was the early $100 million contract. Now they're going to two. You get a $200 million, you that guy, you know. And you're going to $190 million contract. It's crazy right now. So people end up, mean, money goes up. You can tell when the sport makes money because they're able to pay you more able to that's a raise the collective bargaining agreement let's not talk about you know agreements if you're not able to do it it's not happening so that's a raise <laughs> people getting a raise you know that's all that is because Julius Irving was definitely guys like Michael Jordan Julius Irving, Charles Barkley who I think don't we'll get the credit for the type of beast he is we're honoring Zion for the type of guy he is but we don't honor Charles Barkley enough because I remember I said, Sean Kemp, I still compare that, because the way he jumps up, it's like, the, compare his play. But his size and why he can, because, you know, Barkley dunked on you. He did. But he ain't dunk on you like Kemp. Kemp was a different monster. He was the next evolution of dunkers. I'm sorry. And Kemp was a different type of dunker. His ups was way. that's what Zion is. But, and Charles Barkley being around since five six six. 6'6", Almost 300 pounds that can still jump up and dominate you. You can't stop that. That's where the comparison comes. And that's big time. And we don't honor Barkley enough, it just shows you that people really don't honor Charles Barkley enough. All right, man, Um, I just want to come give y'all a little something, okay? The Sixers are developing. They have that team. If you don't think their bench is good enough, Neto, if Cal Corver comes, it's really a problem. People talk about all the time. Zyra Smith, everybody wants so quick to jump the young Bucks in, but they don't really, they don't like that they come out early. But as soon as they start showing something, they just, oh, let him play. Look, he's developing. He don't need starters' time. You know, this ain't the time to worry about that right now. The time to worry about that is when, you know, he's been doing good enough, his contract is up, and it's like, okay, what are we going to do? A couple years before his contract is up, what are we going to do? A year before his contract is up, what are we going to do? Okay, do we want him? That's when you start worrying about that. Right now, you develop him. You bring him in when you need him. Let him earn his time. You get Kyle Corver for one year to be a, a vet. Ain't nothing like being around a successful vet that work hard. It rubs off on you. And he going to impact. We need the, you need that sharpshooter. Don't talk about needing shooters. When you get one, it's like, oh, we're we going to do with Smith. All right? So um, we know a liability on defense. That's where Smith comes in. Complete game. There we go. Um. Kyle Quinn is going to be a bruiser in there. He's better than Amir Johnson would be. He's just a more active guy and gets to that whole Real good guy. Can hit, can hit the free throw shots. Good player. Good player to get good vet. Um, James Ennis and Mike Scott come from that hard team last year. You need that. I think not getting Butler and bringing those two back was key. You need that playoff chemistry that was there last year, and they got it. And you're not going to sign Boban? Hey, Kyle Quinn and Neto, guys have been, they've been battle-tested. You know, they've been doing this for me. Let's get it. Like, I think it's some good signings for your bench. You don't need superstar bench. I think Ennis and Scott was the two guys you got that did it. And then you still got the young bucks with Smith and Milton. They're going to surprise people. And Taboo, they all going to surprise people immediately when they come in there. But they're not going to get the time others get. It's just when you come to their lineup, everybody's surprised now. I know Ennis. You know Scott, O'Quinn, and Horford, and NB... But you know Harris or what you know they they really gonna get Embiid to have Horford and Go Quinn, those are good big bodies to have, and um you get Neto as a point guard to come off not be a liability too much. I mean, I, I'm Henry's a big upgrade. I've seen him, but you know we'll see what happens. He can shoot, so we'll see. Um, I think it's a good upgrade, or I say I think it's the same thing. We're gonna see remains to see, to be seen if he's a better defensive guy or if he adds to what McConnell does in or something, you know, I mean, I just feel like if, if, if he doesn't upgrade you, like, if he's the same as McConnell, then that wasn't a, You're really getting the same guy. Um, but still it is an add piece to the bench. Whether you got McConnell or Neto the, the big point is that is a good piece and he's a better three point shooter. So it's already an upgrade. So I, I can rock with that. Um, and those are your guys. Those of you, Jonah Bolden and still did in. Talk about the young guns man. The young guns is gonna be big. So alright, this is it. 76 Radio. Letting y'all know what's going on. What I think of Summer League, what's gonna happen. I think more good showing from Zion Smith and Tybo And uh look for him. Look for him, man. I'm out, Lita Johnson. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Follow Leader Podcast, part two of 76ers Radio. I'm your host, Lita Johnson. Um, talking more about I'm excited about the young players because in this particular set here they don't have pressure these young guys can just play and learn and it's not like you just got some random second round talent I mean, first round, second round talents especially the first round talents they're just in there these are guys with skill sets these guys were uh, rated high and, and, and what, they're real, what they're good at they're uh, looked at as good prospects, good players future players the first guy, Zaire Smith, of course. To see him be good as advertised, and and if you haven't seen how special he is, if you haven't recognized how special of a guy, that, he could really turn out to be an all-star player down the line, like five years down the line, six years. Um, you know. But until then, he'll be productive. He'll be productive, he'll be impressive, he'll be a good passer, a good defensive player, but he could really grow to be a guy that could be an all-star in five, six years. You know, you look up there, he got like three of them, you know. He can really play and then he could be better than that. That's the crazy part, like, you know, but you still got Josh Richardson in there, he did a twenty twenty two and I mean, you got some good players and Zaire Smith can play. Like there's no doubt about it. If he any of these sorry teams that bad records, he would be starting. There's no question. He's he, he is a player. The only reason he's not starting is because you got guys like Josh Richardson, you got Ben Simmons and you know, guys like guys who are already experienced, who are in there. Um we're going to get, you know, more time. But he's going to get time. He's just too good not to get time. Mario Chayot. Listen, I'm surprised how good he is But because in college he was a scorer. So, you know, it's not no surprise at what he's doing, but just in, at this level. And, hey, you can say it's summer league all you want, but it's really crazy because is the pro level. <laughs> it's dumb to say that. It's the pro level. You know, anything at the pro level is something to look at if, if a, a young player, especially a second-round pick. It's progressing like he is. He's looking better than any guy on the, on the court. Novel Pell looks like a guy who should get some time probably next year. In case somebody get hurt, he has defensive his defensive capabilities is good. I wouldn't be surprised if Novel Pell got some time during the season. It turned out to be such a good defensive stopper. They give him time in certain lineups because he's very athletic. And if you don't know, he was a four star prospect. I got to say it all. One of the top five centers in the in the uh, nation. There's two five star guys who end up going overseas for the Sixers. Um, Jonah Bowden and Norville Pell. Five star prospects coming out of high school. You can see the talent in both guys. Jonah Bolton's going to end up being a good player. He's a, good, he's a, he's a, he's a uh, decent player now. He shows all the talent. And what I mean by decent player, people don't understand that's a good, when you say a guy decent, that's good. That means he's progress, he's productive. All right, good players, guys that's averaging fifteen a game, but uh, eight rebounds. It's a good player. I think Jonah could be that type of guy average fifteen and ten. He he could even be uh he has the talent to be uh another he's another Robert Ory. More athletic Robert Ory. Um Shake Milton is there. Sheikh Milton, once again I always say we projected to be a, a top uh fifteen, top twenty pick. Um I mean, 15, at 15, some people had him at 14 in the lottery, but most likely it was between 15 and 18 when you saw Shake Milton raise as a prospect in the draft. And it's a reason, I mean, 6'5", he could play point, he can score, he can take take you off the drill, where he's confident. I mean, they found him a gem in the second round. Still, really, you know, I mean, I, like I said, that draft was so deep, like, you know, kind of like, you know, made him fade it off. Because of that. So in turn, Philly really gets Shake Milton, Zyra Smith, Mario Shark. Now let's talk about Matisse Tyborg. I like every little, little thing I see from him. The, the, the way he positions himself to play defense, how his energy. Uh, when he's taking threes, he's already starting he start now trying to get better at threes. Already studying his team, knowing what his team likes. I think he's going to be a great asset. It remains to be seen. He'll get minutes because... If you look at that, defense, that bench, they have long guys, they have two guys who are certified good defenders, and Zion Smith and Tybo, they're going to get time because of that. That's what's going to make their time, because they're both good defenders. It's going to be lineups where they put the defense in it. Um, Shiak is going to be a G League all-star if he keeps this up. He's going to go to the G League and tear them up, um, get tuned up and you know do his thing. Novo Pal being a G League, you know, getting shaped up. Got a two-way contract. Congratulations to him. He's here. He's he's a guy that can play for anybody in the NBA. For his defensive, just because of his defense and athletic ability. And anybody can sign him off the bench. Uh, take a chance to a starter. You know, one of the lower teams would. You know. You know, like Dwayne Dedman did coming out of the G League. You know. um, Looking more at this team with uh, Raul Neto. And um a guy who has experience is always key. Uh playoff experience, always key. Uh James Ennis, Mike Scott, playoff experience, always key. And now everybody on the bench is about, you know, from the Sixers, man. And so it's it's all cause James Ennis and Mike Scott separate playoff experience. Right Nettles, Robert Nettles, second playoff, you know what I mean? Playoff experience, and Kyle Quinn's a a tough guy in there. You need that type of tough rugged guy that can you know do the dirty work and still score on people you know a little you know what I mean he's a decent scorer when he wants to be he can hit good from the free throw line Kyle Quinn's always been a good player so you you get a good character also a good character bench everybody's good hard workers uh, James Ennis a leader type of guy Mike Scott a leader type of guy Neto can play um uh, And Kylo Quinn. And now you got guys like Zaire Smith, Ty young guys. It's really a perfect bench because you can rotate the young guys. The young guys, when they sit and even on the court, they'll learn from Vets. So it really looks good for this team. It just looks good in the Summer League. Um, Good players. I have more updates on other players, you know, as to some. I just wanted to debut those guys or or talk about those guys because they are really, really living up. Now Taboo right, I has to get on the season and do his thing in the season. Enough said. But Shake Milton is me Smith. Y'all can say what y'all want. Them coming off the bench and they produced. They produced. Anytime they came and got time and got the ball, they produced. Shake Milton was a surprise. They both of them was surprised because they three pointers was so fluent when they came out. Shake Milton three pointer was money. So for all those people, all oh, G League is the G no. Shaq Boone came out of the G League from scoring 24 games, went right into the season, and did it. So everybody quit saying preseason in the NFL. Quit saying oh, preseason, NBA. It's all a step. I'm not saying because he do good in the season, he going to do good in the uh, preseason, going to do good in the season. But it's a step. It's a progress. Boom, he's doing good. Because also, if you do good, it's guys who did good in the preseason or good in the summer league. They have did great in the season. have are going to have great careers. Robert Covington killed the summer league. I mean, the, uh, yeah, the um, excuse me, y'all, the G League was the um, G League Rookie of the Year before he went to the Rockets, and then he came to the Sixers. And so now look at it. I mean, people have to stop judging. Now, if you want to go to majority, it, you can't do that no more because there's so many G League guys coming out, so many guys in the Summer League getting contracts. It's a different game now. You know, undrafted rookies are getting contracts. As soon as they step on a th- three-, four-year contract, I can see Jalen LaCue killing the Summer League. Killing the summer league, I mean, jeez, I keep saying summer league, the G League. I can see him really giving people hell. Um, it's been Zion Williamson, a good player. Seymour, you he look, he look good. You look at, look lively, which is always good. But the Sixers are ready, man. Al Horford is such a great leader and will teach be so much. I mean, it was everybody forget the offense and defense because he can give you twenty ten 20, when he wants to. He just passive. He's your passive center. You look at his stats at the end of the season, thirteen and six. You be like, "Oh, who's this guy?" Right? He gave up the ghost for everybody else. Horford could dominate if he want to. He can go in there and score if he want to. He can't dominate like Embiid in them, of course, but he can play defense. And he can get up. And if you ain't in Embiid, you got trouble. We talk about Caron, Towns, all these guys. Listen, if you're not Embiid, you're in trouble. And if you're, if he's guarding you, you know, from three, four, five to two. Like, he's guarding you. He's dead. You're in trouble. He's going going to mess with the chemistry of the whole offensive team that the Sixers will be going against because of Horford. And then you got Josh Richardson, who will learn to be a better defensive player. His length. He can play defense. He'll learn to be better around all those vets and guys, you know, in defense. Everybody, Tobias, is going to end up being a better, way better defensive player starting the season over with the Sixers. And then, check this out, and then, you know, um, you get Horford. Another guy, he can learn. I mean, it's just a real good team. So, I'm um, just updating everybody. This is part two. I just want to give a little funk, you know, uh, about what's going on. Um, um just Lita Johnson. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. I'm out, y'all. Follow leader. What's going on, y'all? This is your boy, Lita Johnson. Follow the Sports Podcast. And this is an episode of Villanova Radio. I'm excited. Gonna talk about some basketball and football in the most prestigious and best program in the nation, Villanova. Wildcast. Now let's talk about it. All right, let's talk about it. Football. I mean, we the coaches have changed. Uh, Chris Chris Bowden was a very good hire. Putting Pagan at the receivers coach is a very good deal here. And soon we're gonna be talking about football, y'all. So we gotta turn it up. Now I wanna go back and forth. Let's do the recruiting part. Recruiting part is big. Of course we know Joe Horn Committed to Navy That was a big top target They committed to Navy Three star Dupree Bryant Commits You know you got um, Ty Trent You got John Roden Ethan Potter See what, what Villanova's trying to do Is what they always do They really really stack up Their cornerbacks They want people back there That are playmakers Potter is a playmaker Roden is a playmaker Trent is tough Tough guy. He's a tough guy. If you want to talk about an NFL comparison, I would say more Sheldon Brown type of player. But you get there, we don't know what's going on. Ola Adams, you get back there with all of them, and we'll see what happens, how how much better he can become. Um, Ortega and Bryant. So I'm going to get to that. That was crazy. Jake Bacard, another commit. All right, so we got some good players Committing to Villanova right now. Not to mention, what could come? That's what we want to know, what can come. All right, Aiden Howard, three-star defensive end. Socomi James, three-star defensive end. And Jack Hall, all in good position. They could land all three of them. We could see. Trey Smith, he got an uh, offer. Challenged defensive tackle, but it's more like, looks like Temple right now. It doesn't look like that um, Villanova's really chasing that, talking to him. Doesn't look real big with him. But Aiden Howard, Sakomi James, and Jack Hall, they could possibly land all three. This could really happen. Um, Lorenzo Hernandez, Terrell Vassell, and Josh Patrick all transferred. Nobody knows they're all leaving Villanova. All right, So that's extra scholarships. So this makes it big in that situation. Now, also, Brandon Perkins and Christian Gordon. Let me tell you something. These are two good linebackers to, to look at right now. Perkins, I've, I've, I've talked with him extensively. Uh, Christian Gordon, you know, contact with them. These are two high-level guys that can definitely make noise and they could both commit. Now, it's five defensive guys I'm telling you about. Now we're talking about tight end. One tight end between Caleb Love and Mitchell Bothwell, both of them. You know, Bothwell being recruited by uh, big programs, good programs. Villanova's he, one of the schools he likes. And Caleb Love looks like more of the guy that could commit. Three-star tight end, big guy, really can ball. Put him in that mode out there with those tight, the tight ends develop and keep the big tight ends along with Jack Stanton, who I'm anxious to see how he develops from a big-time, elite-level defensive end to a tight end. I'm really anxious to see. And the only reason why I'm like, you know what, this could be big is because Elijah Trent, Went from a big time high level wide receiver coming out of high school to a, to a high level defensive back. I mean, this man, this size and athleticism really was used great. So I'm really anxious to see what happens with Jack Stanton and the transformation of tight end. Okay. Um, and it isn't like these guys never played that position before, it's just that they, they were more primetime. Miles away prime time in their other positions. Jack Stanton and Elijah Trent, in defensive and a wide receiver, were two of the best in the country. So, listen. Um, to see this transformation, I really want to see just how good that happens. And Caleb Love, them going after a tight end, that is a good. You no, know, they didn't get one. I mean, they got one in 2019. and now they're going to get another one who's a three-star. So, that's big there. Now, Preston Zachman. I talked to him for VU Sports and... He he told me that he told me that three-star outside linebacker told me that he was waiting on that offer for Villanova. Now, he plays for Southern Columbia High School with Julian Fleming, and um, he was waiting on that offer. So, listen, Villanova's well in the door with that. So, we're talking about um, a tight end that six got seven other commits could be added. Those guys are looking real good. And um, let's just round out those again. Aiden Howard. Three-star Aiden Howard. Three-star Sakomi James. Um, High-level defensive end Jack Hall. Okay, that's three guys. All right, Christian Gordon. Exclusively told me that he's leaning toward heavy toward Villanova. He's leaning heavy toward that. And then Brandon Perkins still has Villanova in the mix. That's a, well, they get two linebackers. That could happen, though. Now, that's five. That's a possible five because Perkins still likes Villanova. That's five guys, five defensive guys. Then you go for a tight end the Kaleeb Love. That's six guys. And then Preston Zachman, their that linebacker, that's seven. <clears throat> so now that's seven commits added to the guys they got now. This could be a real good tough class. We're talking about a lot of stars, a lot of stars. Just like 2017 class, a lot of stars in this class, a lot of stars in this class. So this is big. Villanova is really doing some big things here at recruiting, just to run down some things. Um, James Progoruk is a guy that I think won't won't commit to Villanova. It's a lot of other guys after him right now. Indiana, Illinois is, is, is a couple of them. And so, in, in, in that mark, in that regard, I don't see too much with him, but he's a, he's a pretty good, he's a three-star, high, high, almost a high three-star. He's a pretty good player that they gave an offer to. Um, Kyle Munguy, Uh his brother Kevin Munguy is a, is a Villanova football uh, legend, running back, also, you know, was out there playing for the Eagles. Kyle Munguy I talked to him, and he said, yeah, Villanova is still in, involved, but not as hard. You know, not real hard, but they're still involved. So this is going to be interesting. Will they go for their eighth guy, and only guy? Will they get a running back? Will that happen? Um, I really believe that Villanova football is doing a great job. This, Just right now, I mean, just getting your cornerbacks, guys like Potter and Roden on your cornerback, you know, out there is, is big, you know. Because Hayek, they got Hayek last year. They could have made him a cornerback. He was an elite-level cornerback. I mean, this dude is something else, you know. But he'll be a, an elite. He's an, also an elite-level receiver. So they went out there and got a guy like Potter and Roden, you know, to, to, to make up for that. That was real good, man. It was real good. Real good. Two good pickups. Uh, Karee Stevens, 2021 class out of Elton um, High School. Plays with um, John Roden, the Villanova commit. 2020 Villanova commit. Listen, Karee Stevens is something different. You know what I mean? He's another guy. Now he he can play. Um, I, I won't say linebacker. He had 11 sacks as a five-seven linebacker. Like he's really fast and quick, and he can tackle, and he could really be a, a a strong safety. I could see that. I could see them them going for him as strong safety, or he can be a running back. This guy's a weapon, is a running back. He runs a four four three. I wouldn't be surprised if Kareem Stevens, now I'm looking at this, you know, you know, not this year in particular, but just to see what he turns into. And he says um, Roden has been recruiting him to uh, Villanova, so that's big there. Jordan Lodato, um, you know, and Quinn Keegan, is two guys that play, you know, play together. Um, Lodato's a 2021 prospect who has an offer already from Villanova. Let's just see where that goes. Villanova's doing some good recruiting. I think, for real, this, 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 the way the coaches are going out now, Colangelo and Bowden um, and Devine and, and, and Adams, I think it's just the, the way they're attacking things. The coach is so much more stronger now, so much more stronger. And now with this season, let, let's go to that. Let's turn to this season. Now, we start with the offense, and I know it's a lot of questions. A lot of questions on the offense's field. But let's talk about the defense a little bit. Um, Michael Taylor, Jalen Howard, Jared Nelson, all guys to watch. All guys to watch. Garrett Zobel. These are all guys to watch. We're talking... Big talents. Michael Taylor, Jalen Howard, Jared Nelson, and Gary Zobel. All guys that it's time for them to step up. This will talk about, and then you got Malik Fisher, who I think is the one guy. He's the guy at the top of the whole field. He's been impact from start, from day one. Now it's going to see him really, really turn to a monster. Who will be the other guy on the other side? Who will be the guy in the middle? It's all going to be something to look at. Jared Nelson is a guy you can look at right now who could possibly be in the inside. Jared Nelson is a is a name to watch. Um, coming out of high school, I liked him a lot, and I feel like in the middle, he's a guy to look at. Now on the other side, Michael Taylor showed impact. I could see Michael Taylor next to Malik Fisher in this defensive line. I could see it being Nelson, Taylor, and Fisher, but we'll have to see what it is. You know, that's just my outlook on things. I just think that's a real good line right there, and to see. The talent factor with Zobel backing up and Jalen Howard backing up. Let's see where these guys end up going. Um, bring CJ Presley into camp. Let's see what he, I mean, it's some, now it's some interesting guys at the line. It's some interesting talents at the line. It really is, it's time for a lot of the recruiting that was going on to now spell out now. And I think it's some bad boys in here to have Fisher and Taylor on those two sides, is going to be something to watch. Now, as a linebacker, Eamon Black is the man right now. I mean, what can you say? Eamon Black is the man. Um, Owen Thomas, I saw him impact. Um, you have Keeling Hunter. You got Drew Wiley. You got amen Black and Trajan Anderson. as and linebacker field. And, um, I think it's time now. Keelan Hunter has been a standout for a minute. You know, Trajan Anderson's the guy that, I mean, looked that big. on the top three, a three-star linebacker. It's about time for him to come out and be that guy now. Aben Black showed out last year. And Drew Wiley. And you got guys like Forrest Ryan, Elijah Solomon. You know, we want to see Owen Thomas back there. It's time to see what they're about. How good are these guys? Forrest Ryan, can, he's the guy you put in there can rush the quarterback. Fierce pass rusher. Elijah Solomon is another standout tackler. A guy that can – him and um, – he puts Elijah – and Owen Thomas. I mean, guys like that. And Quentin Townsville. It's going to be something to see what these four guys back there about. Now, this is a, another new stable of guys. Now, we forget about um, Jeff Wiley, who's also a defensive lineman who's going to be in there. Like, I I mean, you know, Jeff Wiley, a defensive lineman, he's going to be a guy, but him and Nelson will both be trading between inside, you know what I mean, as that, as that nose tackle. There's going to be other guys rotating. Like I said, Jalen Howard, C.J. Presley could be a guy. I mean, it's really going to be some guys in the defensive line, new faces. Now it's time to see these guys really progress. Time to see what these guys are about. Michael Taylor, people been waiting to see this kid. Malik Fisher, it's time for him to step up big time. No more backup role. Time for him to step up. You put a vet in Jeff Wiley right there, and you still got Jalen Howard, and you still got Garrett Zobel. It's going to be something to see. It's going to be really something to see. And that's why I see Villanova really going after defensive linemen. And Aiden Howard, Socomy James, and Jack Hall, that will more than fill up their defensive line to a T with Ross Pennypacker. That will be just more than enough animals in the animal house, defensive linemen to have. They've really got some guys that are coming and playing good. It's going to be really something to see that unit. Um, Defensive linemen. I mean, I mean defensive backs. James Lawson, I've always said, Darius Prick Pickett, two guys who I feel like it's time. It's just time. Like to see these two guys stand out and do something. These guys got a lot of talent. I'm really anxious to see what they do. You know, Amos and, and Benford, who's being highly looked at. Two guys who will just stand out. Elijah Trent. You still bring back Julian Williams. You still bring back Aaron Siegel with this with this unit. Not only you know do you have the Drew Wiley and Jeff Wiley, you got Aaron Siegel with this unit also. Aaron Siegel will add all the experience that all these young, talented guys have to learn with Drew Wiley. There's not going to be left out there. CJ Presley will play some inside, you got Jalen Howard. We got uh Taylor's defensive ends along with uh when you look at guys on this unit, on this defensive unit, you know, along with Isis Waxter, another guy, Logic Glover. These are two other guys that are gonna be brought to the table that's gonna be on this team, that are gonna be talented. Isis Waxter is almost he's like a track star. He's a he's gonna do a lot on this team. He, he's a very he was a very good commit last year. I was like, wow. I mean, they've really got a stud with this guy. And then you got Elijah Glover. He's a headhunter. He will hunt you down and knock you out. Given a guy that's gritty like that this team was big. Don't forget, you still got Chucky Smith on this unit. Um, Nwulu Apetu is another guy. Nwulu is going to have a big-time season. He's really going to be a monster this season. This defense is what I'm worried. I, I'm not really worried about. You just got so many guys that's unproven, though, that needs to prove themselves like a pet He needs to go ahead and have that year again, have another year showing his stuff again. We need guys like uh, uh, Elijah Trent to keep on doing what they were doing. Here comes Benford. Need him to do his thing. You still got Chucky Smith and Julian Williams there, like I said, that are going to add that veteran leadership to them. It's not that they're gonna, like they're going to be out there by themselves. Same thing with uh, Keeling Hunter. And and Drew Wiley. Two guys that are gonna be vets helping everybody out. And any of the young guys. It's just a real good mixed core. There's some playmakers that are still there. Julian Williams is gonna have a big year. He's gonna be a monster this year. Chucky Smith is a playmaker. So he'll help everybody out. This will be a real good defensive unit. The big question is always offense, you know. It's always offense. Now, let's talk more about Villanova basketball, um, Max Christie, Langston Love are uh, just two great um, offers. I mean, they have really made a statement in 2021. Nothing but five stars. Trevor Keels is a borderline five star. Nothing but five. Nana Njoku, the guy that's not a five star. He's a high four star. High level four star for sure. I mean, now, if you if you want me to tell you who I think, right now to me is Trey Patterson and Njoku. Out of anybody I think that's going to commit right now, I think who they're chasing, Devin Askew is a guy who they're chasing, a good point guard. Um, you know, listen now and Jeremy Roach, they're crossing over to the 2021. They want Askew. They want him. I mean, they're after that guy. I think Trey, if you're looking at who are the top three right now, I think it's Patterson, Njoku, and Askew. I mean, it's a lot of guys like Trevor kills and, you know, Max Christie and Langston Love. but And I think that. It's a little bit understatement to say they wouldn't be after Langston Love and Max Christie, but they have been recruiting Trey <laughs> Patterson for a very long time. Um, I'm, I'm hearing the buzz on Ask You, Devin Ask You, you know, and then you're looking at it to make sense because if they don't get a point guard in this class, they're going at the, the first point guard offer has to be, no doubt, their priority. And it's not a guess Am I saying that they're recruiting them hard. Yes, they're recruiting them hard, but how is how hard is hard? And we're talking about they didn't get Jeremy Roach this past um, class. They didn't get him. You know, they didn't get uh Jabri Abderraheen. They didn't make up uh, Jaden Springer's last. I mean those were, those were the last pitches right there. And then you got Lynn Grita third, Terrence Williams, the two guys I've always heard are on the mark. But why recruit you look at the thing like why go after them when they're going after five stars like these guys right now? Like, right now, this is what they're doing. They're going after these guys hard right now. Langston Love is something different. I mean, out of all the guys that's, for, that's on this class that's been given the offer, he's the most explosive and just big-time shot-maker. I really Out of all, everybody, I like him the most. I mean, he is really something special. I could see – I mean, I don't know right now if I could see him committing to Villanova, but, I mean, that would be something. He is something different. He could be a – a two-and-done, I mean, I know I'm saying all this, and it's like, oh, well, look at that, well, you know, because we also got to go to the fact of that um, maybe this class, is this going to be the last class of the guys coming out of high school? What is going to be the rule? And if 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 this class, 2021, can come out of high school, then Langston Love is a guy you got to look at. I mean, he's really, really a talented guy, but we'll see what happens. But out of everybody that has been given offers, Max Christie is the highest rated. So he would look like a guy that would come out of the trenches like that. Max Christie can just score. Light it up. He can really score the basketball in so many ways. He can really shoot on you. But you look at Langston Love, and this is another guy that is a very good shot maker. Trevor Kills is a bad boy. Um, A.J. Griffin is, of course, the total package A.J. Griffin's the highest rated guy out of those guys. Excuse me, let me let me take that back. But, you know, Max Christie is the high choice right now among Villanova. Now, this, this is this is 247. He is the high choice. I haven't heard great, you know. I haven't talked to my guy, George, in a minute. and I haven't talked to, uh, you know, any other guys like Kyle. You know, guys around that hear things, you know, a little bit. But what I haven't talked about, the ones that really count, is I haven't talked to my my original source. That always gives me the you know, quote unquote, real real scoop. So, but two four seven is on it. And if you look at Max Christie, he uh, he fits the bill. He fits. He he fits that. Max Christie fits that. He does. Max Christie fits it. He fits the build of a Villanova because uh, he can shoot real good. He's long. He's really a good shooter. And Villanova loves shooters. And he he looks like that guy that could really be a lighted-up type of player. You know, so or like Darren Hiller was, even better. I mean, Max Christie looks like that type of guy. So, um, but, I mean, you got to go back a little bit. I mean, I'm hearing this, but really, just to go back to y'all on the basketball tip, Terrence Clark also hasn't gotten an offer yet. And I think Villanova looks at people like, just like the Jalen Green situation in 2020, they offered him earlier than most programs. I mean, they had to be like, I think, the second program to offer him. And then when, when his hype began to rise, Villanova kind of backed away from that. And I think it's because, you know, when they went at the guys like Cameron Reddish, they spent so much time on on uh, on a recruit and they don't don't go into the other recruit. And when it gets to guys, when guys get like that and they they get difficult to recruit, then Villanova doesn't want no parts of it because they don't think they have that chance. But the thing is, you know, I know a little bit different, but they don't want to take that chance on a guy so high caliber. I know Kentucky and all these other guys are going to be involved. Kentucky's involved right now. Oregon's involved with Jalen Green. You know, guys like you know, it's, it's guys involved with Jalen. But he's looking at this, and if in Memphis, Memphis is another one that that's a big one right there. Memphis and Kentucky are two ones to really watch out for. As far as the West Coast teams, maybe Oregon is really making a climb, trying to get to them. But those are ones I would think. Those three I would think is is the big ones. And if you just start looking at things, Villanova just wants to focus on guys that don't have that high, you know, you know, just just so high caliber. And I think that's why Terrence Clark, who you know they were looking at at one time, is not being really looked at. Terrence Clark is a bad boy, and you know they look at him. You know he, he played at Three Rivers High School, the same high school that Jermaine Samuels did at one time. He plays at Bruce Academy now. Um, they haven't gave him an offer yet, but they were quick to give AJ Griffin an offer. They were quick to give uh, Trey Patterson all the guys who. Before, also, we was like, yeah, you know, a lot of people had, you know, went into scouting. But Terrence Clark is another guy they were at. Chet Holmgren is another guy they haven't offered yet. Let's see if that happens. But right now, Nana Najoku is the guy they're going after. I think there's no question that they want this guy playing with Villanova. I mean, they like him. Uh, he's a pretty good physical presence inside. He's athletic. He's a guy was like Daniel Sheffield. You know, remind you, like a Daniel Sheffield, that's who we remind you of. Um, Trey Patterson, you're talking about an all-around skilled player. Grant Hill-like, Nicholas Batum-like. You know what I mean by Grant? Yes, he has all those traits. And you don't say crazy because this man's a five-star. He's a guy that can do do everything on the court. All right? And then you look at Devin Askew because of that point guard. Out of all these guys, there's only one point guard. You're looking at it has been, you know, he's the top guy. He's a, he, he's a, he's a hell of a talent. So, and Trevor kills is there in case, you know, you're looking at Max Christie, you're looking at Langston Love. Trevor kills is from part of the fourth. Let's see how much they recruit. I think they're going to put everything out on the table. But Trey Patterson and Nana Joku, the two guys you want to put a lock on and the guy that they want to go after is the point guard with the offer, Devin Askew, and they are recruiting them hard. And I think that they are recruiting him harder than people think. He might be the number one recruit out of everybody around there. You want to get these guys offers, and you want to work on them, you want to go see them play. But working on these guys now before 2020 senior season even kicked up is big for Villanova, super huge. I think it's a great plan and a great strategy to get that. Look, the senior season for the 2020 class has not even kicked up yet. I mean, people gotta realize this. So now we're going to that point, and we're going to see them in this senior season. J- Jalen Green's gonna play for prolific prep. RJ Hampton's off to the pros. You got so many guys: Isaiah Tide, Sharif Cooper, Kay Cunningham, Josh, Josh Christopher, all these guys that gotta you know keep on and go ahead and play. And, you know, Villanova doesn't have any commits. And you look at it, it's, it's, it's not a bad move. You get a, a transfer. You know, he's coming through for the next class. And then you're looking at... um, Because, really, that's like your the 2020 signing there, Caleb Daniels. That's like your 2020 guy. And you get a guy who's already played in the college level. How good is that? And then you go and you look at how great this team's going to be with Brian Antoine coming back. But you still got Justin Moore. People forget Antoine's out. You still have an electric shooting guard and Justin Moore, a top 50 player. Justin Moore. You forget about Justin Moore. You put him with Chris Archie Diakono and Kyle Gillespie. Then you say, who can come... Brandon Slater can always come in and chip in as a shooting guard. And I think that could be it. You, Justin Moore, I don't think, we will get to starting. I, I think it'll be Brandon Slater starting that shooting guard. I think that'll be your shooting guard. You want to know who I think will be there until Antoine comes back? Brandon Slater. You put him with Colin Gillespie. You put Jermaine Samuels. You put Sadiq Bey. And then you have uh, Dada. Now, everybody talking about J- J- Jeremiah Robinson Earl, of course he could start. But just because he isn't starting don't mean he won't get starter's minutes. The dude is too talented. He's going to be playing power forward, some uh, some center. He has too much. It's not like that he's going to. And he could possibly get more minutes than Dada. But that doesn't mean they're not going to use Dada because they have a Jeremiah Robinson Earl. We all know that's not Jay Wright just because you look at a five-star. No. He knows Dada knows all about the offense. He's an energy. He's getting more talented. He's going to even evolve more this year. Last year, I think it was real good to see him and Gillespie out there, you know, getting better and evolving now. And then Jermaine Samuels, too. And now you're going to get... I think Jermaine Samuels is the clear-cut man. I've always been on record of saying Jermaine Samuels is the guy. Jermaine Samuels is the guy. Um, the 2020, we'll see what happens. I don't really think there's nothing to worry about with 2020 class. I just... But it could still... If anybody is getting chosen in 2020 class, it'll be living Gritta III or, um, or Terrence Williams. All right, we'll see what happens with that. But Terrence Williams also has Georgetown on him. And Lillian Gritta III, you got people like, um, you're looking at um, Penn State is the one in-state that can really go after him. So, you know, uh, Florida, that's the school going after him. You know, so... We'll get to look at that for sure. Uh, Terrence Williams, Merlin, and Georgetown. Just like I said, just look at those two schools. Two schools that are really heavily after him. Now, thinking more about um, this team. I just wanted the the Dada thing. The Dada Mircabi roundtree, just because he don't shoot the three and all this, and he isn't all razzle-dazzle, he ain't Spellman, he ain't Robson Earl. He is still a villain. Remember Daniel Sheffield? He is still a Villanova powerful power player. If anybody knows he should high percentage shots good, he can play good defense. He has energy. Villanova needs all of that because nobody on there does that like him. So he's going to be a real nobody on there has that. N- not even close. Rouses the team up, plays great defense, runs the floor. Post presence. Now the mid-range jumper, yeah, he needs to get it, but he doesn't have to get it to be effective. He just is a player that he is. And then you put Robertson Earl in there. See, it's a great... People don't understand how they can compliment each other. And don't forget Eric Dixon is still with the team. All right? That's going to be crazy. But when you can let uh, Ro- Diamond Cosby Roundtree sit down and you bring in Robertson Earl, then you give, Robert, give Robertson Earl a rest and put Cosby Roundtree in there because of the things that Robertson Earl can do from three-pointer to drive in on you, he's going to make people tired anyway at the 5-4 and the 5 position. So they're not going to want to run him ragged just because he's not going to want him play him 30 35 minutes 30 minutes. No, they want they want to play him 18 19, between 18 and 22 minutes. That's to be Robertson Earl. Between 18 and 22 minutes. That's what both of them will be playing. Both Robertson Earl and Cosby Roundtree. So that's big. Big in itself. That's big in itself. So right now 2020 Recruiting class, I we'll see. Lin Lynn Gridder third, Tans Williams, if anybody. But twenty twenty one, Trey Patterson, I think is not going anywhere. They have been recruiting him for a very long time. I think if anybody you put a put put a nail on it, it's Trey Patterson. It's Trey Patterson. Everybody start looking at the Trey Patterson stuff now. Nana Njoku, listen. Nana Njoku has not been recruited by unless Kentucky or Duke step in, I don't think it's gonna be a problem for Nana Njoku. I'm just saying. Because Villanova was the big school that stepped in on him first. And I think those two guys are shoe-ins. Right now, I know it's early. It's super early, right? Those two guys right now are shoe-ins. Everybody else, yeah. A.J. Griffin, Duke is there. Duke is there. They have made a clear cut to me in his recruiting. Um, Max Christie, Devin Askew, Langston Love. I mean, Langston Love out of Texas. I mean, you know, you look at Max Christie and Devin Askew, these guys – we're going to see what happens. I mean, we're going to really see what happens in the recruiting. But for the third guy I think to keep an eye on the most is Devin Askew. All right? The point guard is a bad boy. But shoe-ins, my shoe-ins right now, at this point, Trey Patterson and Nanujoku. It would automatically give us a five-star, another big high five-star, I mean high four-star, and and we all we got is five-stars and Trevor Keels on the plate. Remember, it's only—it's only you know—we got only two guys who ain't five stars who ha- got the offer of twenty twenty-one. They are going aggressive right now. It's no no joke. No joke. So keep up with this. This is Villanova Radio. This is your boy Leader Johnson. Follow the Leader Sports Podcast. Listen. Um. To give you more, holler at your boy Ryder Leader two four seven. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook. I got whatever you need. I got the juice. I'm out. Follow the leader.